Hello and welcome to the Top Red Podcast with me, Dave. Joining me this week is Blaine and Shane. How's it going? All good, how are you? All right, I'm all right. Well, I'll be be all over the weekend. So, Jam, I've been over it since the final whistle. Right, okay. Um, that puts Blaine on the karma. So I was gonna say, Dave, you and me are gonna have a a head loss off. <laughs> <laughs> you might your your head's on Mars, mine's on uh, mine's on Neptune, which is which is further away. I don't know, <laughs> or at least was on Sunday evening. Yeah. So where, yeah, where was so, Josh's then? Oh, Josh's was in the fucking Andromeda Galaxy, I think. I don't think it was by the. I don't know if it was by the end. He was. I. I could bear him during the game in, in the group chat. Whenever I checked, I, I think. I think I described T because I. I work Sundays anyway, so I'm like, I'm barely able to watch the game as it is. Kind of a habit on the background. Never mind keeping up the group chat. But I would like. I got up at a half time, I think, and I was just like, I was like, I'm. I don't think I'm administrator of this group, but can I kick Josh out? He's not here to defend himself, I guess. Maybe, maybe he would. I think he. I think he claimed he's trying. To, he's trying to cry in a result or something. But I'm not having it. He was. He was shocked. And I, I, it was me that was saying might leave the chat like with some of the characters. I mean, he was going out. But to be fair, the first half was crap. Which I guess we'll we'll get into. But yeah. Yeah. So we, I mean, we can start with the first half. Um, yeah. What was the main takeaway for you guys? Because I don't think we've necessarily struggled too much against low blocks. Um, I mean, I don't... Would you say that we struggle to break them down? Or... Not according to the XG. Uh, I forget how... I don't know what the skew on that was, the distribution in terms of first half or second half, Darwin has like six shots in the first 20 minutes, doesn't he? And one of which is like a big chance he should put away, but doesn't. Um, but yeah, we haven't struggled against low brooks, but also, oh, sorry, I've got an incident here. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is what happens when podcasting podcast and Um Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I see what Blaine thinks, but yeah, I thought like the, the issues were kind of same issues throughout the game until with width and chance creation until he makes the sub second half. But yeah, first half wasn't good watch. Maybe if Darwin puts it away, where we, I think I said that, that was my preview. I said, I thought it would be a tougher game than it looks on paper. And so it proved to be. And, and what I've been saying all season as well, if we, if we, if Darwin takes the chances that he gets, which again, he didn't. Uh, and he's now, I was talking about him last week, just get him on the pitch and he'll eventually produce. But He's kind of yeah. He's he's squandering chances. He's back to squandering chances at the rate that he was last season, and it it cost us this week. And you probably disagree, Dave. We'll get into that, but um, yeah, not not a good first half overall. Maybe better if we took the chance, but we didn't, and so on. Oh, I I don't disagree with it. To be fair, I think I think the fair, the, the the one he hit the bar on. I think that's a much tougher chance than people were making it out to be. But obviously, the the. The one from the Salah header in the second half, that's just completely inexcusable. And he seems to be, it seems to be a similar finish. Was it, was it Toulouse that he missed a similar one or was it Galois? Anyway, one of the Europa League games, he, he misses a similar chance as well. And it's, 
I think it was a. It was Glenn Murray who said he's just kind of getting overexcited. I don't know. I think storage. That's anybody see what storage said? I think storage said something along the same lines. Um, and there's there's a photo of him where he's kicking it and the ball's going up and he's got his eyes directly on the goal. And it's like in that position, all you have to do is make a clear enough contact on the ball, and nine times out of ten, that that ball's going in the back of the net. Um. So yeah, that 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 was the that is the main issue. If if you've got a player taking nine shots in the game like Darwin did, and any other player is hitting a peak of two <laughs> behind them, so he's having seven more shots than anybody else in the team, you need them to score pretty much. Um, and obviously, he didn't. So it is the. I don't know what 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 do you? I'll, I'll go to you, Blaine. What do you think about the kind of the the Darwin gimmick as it is, and because he is getting a lot of support off the fans, which is good. But at the same time, me personally, I'm not. I I I'm a bit beyond kind of chatting his name every time he misses a sitter. Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? You you the minute you kind of just got to accept that he's going to be what he is. I mean, in the week he scores. Fantastic goal against Bournemouth that wins us the game, and then he misses a sitter, which I still think might have been offside in the build up. But Simakas looked offside, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, he kind of finish it and we'll go to the Vario at least, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. Finish the oh, sitter yeah. And, and, yeah. and then we yeah. can. I don't, I don't think he got credited with the XG for that. I think he. Yeah, no, Shane's. I'm not too out. sure. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't think he did. Um. So, well, mind you, I'm I'm actually I've I've got the stats up in front of me at the minute, and Salah's got point five six, and I can't really remember Salah. Yeah, so Salah on this has been credited with it. So is Darwin. So the one I'm looking at crediting the two of them. Funny enough. <laughs> well, um, well, Salah actually, because I, I don't know actually, is it is it that same chance? Because Salah is trying to score. No, it is. And and he he miscues his header, and Darwin is there as well, and he miscues somehow even worse. He he could have at least miscued it back to Salah to try again. You know, eventually one of them might make a half decent contact and a fucking ball from three yards out. But um, well, the, the 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 biggest quote unquote chances anyway were Salah the header for Darwin, which is the next um, big chance, which is the biggest chance that we had. Um, Cody Gatpo. Oh, I forgot the Blackpool, yeah, it came on, had an impact, didn't he? Um, and then you've got the Jota one and the other Nunez one, the one he hits the bar from. Um, the Jota one, yeah. I thought, especially for Jota standards, I thought Jota could have done better with it. Um, I can see what he's I trying to do, trying to get it near post, can't you? But really, the, the, the shot was better post, wasn't it, really? Yeah, and th- th- he scores a lot of goals where he kind of catches the goalkeeper off, off balance, really, doesn't he? Well, that's what he um, went for there. I thought it was a clever... Because I, I forget I forget exactly why it wasn't as big a chance as it might have been, considering the position, but I think he had to take it first time or something, and he like he just tried to kind of latch it near corner, and it just didn't have enough power to keep her. Their, their keeper, in fairness, kind of dealt with everything that we kind of put towards the corners, and uh, he, he kind of deserves credit for not allowing one to go through him. But yeah, I still don't rank it in the top three chances, Jota, and he only had that one, but... Um, was it was it Gravenberg who played him in for that? He, Gravenberg went on a run and slid him in. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, it was. Because I was going to say we, we can get on to we'll get on because I like going through the players individually, but um, there was another game from Grav in the league where, and I I can't remember if he started against Bournemouth or not, but um, I was I was looking for a bit of Jones. Like there was that really good moment, but I think I'm, I'm okay for now. Maybe if we get on to the preview, uh, Gravenberg being the just be the Thursday night superstar for now, as long as we have people to start in the league ahead of him. I guess Jones was out, so he did have to start that game, which is which is fair enough. But I would have wanted more from him in that game. I would have really wanted more from the midfield in general. And like we were saying, Salah was quiet considering the opposition. And I like get onto the manager and say, like, why the fuck was Salah and Sabasley playing Bournemouth reserves in a hurricane? Like, just uh, yeah, I. Because because I don't go playing the whole thing. Like, oh, players can play twice a week. It's fine. But it's like, yeah, they can play the first game and it'd be great. And then, like, you still have to play another game on Sunday. And it was Sabah's, like, I not even say his worst game, just, like, his quietest game of the season. I didn't notice him at all. And Salah as well, very quiet. And like, Salah even played 90 minutes at Bournemouth, which he's just fucking, like, he's a sick freak. Like, why is he doing this? But um, For me, again... Um, it's a weekly thing. It, we, we may as well make this a bit of a segment, to be honest, where I complain about the right side of the team. Um, yeah. But, like, it's so frustrating. When we got the ball on the left side and we literally haven't got anybody to stretch the game on the other side of the pitch, I, I don't understand the logic. There's no logic there for me. Like, if, if okay, if Trent comes in, then Salah's got to come deep. So Salad isn't close to the goal. You're bringing Salad away from the goal. Sabah's lie is not coming out. He did it a bit more than the second half. But it's just, it's really needless for me. But they it, seem felt like to be a, it, it felt like a weird, I think we've talked about this before, maybe in the season where like, we're being like comically narrow. And like the Gomez thing, like I, you, could, you could understand why he might have picked Gomez. And it was clearly like pre-planned because he starts in the in the League Cup, but He's thinking, oh yeah, like set pieces. Uh, not that Gomez is amazing in the air anyway, and, and Simicast is like decent in the air for a fullback. But that that was that seemed to be like the wisdom. I don't know if Klopp actually confirmed and commented it, but yeah, Gomez wasn't going to give any width on the left, so we're narrow there. So it's like, okay, we really need some width on the right because you know Luton are just going to sit in. That's that's the game plan, and Trent's just fucking poncing around in the middle of the pitch like I, I, I honestly don't really know what he's offering I, I really don't see the point because the one thing that Trent does first half it's from the right side he fizzes it into Darwin for, maybe maybe he's doing it from like right central but whatever like he plays in Darwin for the chance off the bar and then he does you know he's the best crosser one of the most creative players in Europe just like against Luton you know like sitting in like should we just should we just at the very least just bombing in the crosses? Darwin's in the box, Jota's in the box, you know. Like, and instead we're I don't know what the fuck we're trying to do. It's it's so annoying to watch. And then it's the same second half. Trent starts taking shots from thirty yards center of it. Sam, Sam Maguire put up his shot map earlier, and he's taking all these shots in the middle. I'm like, this is all the more reason to get him out of there and just put him back to being a brilliant right back. Uh, but yeah, it it only changed the second half when. We bring on Elliot, and Elliot actually sticks at wide, uh, wide right, and starts putting in a load of good balls, including for the equaliser. So it's what you've been banging on about all season, Dave. And this is like the ultimate extreme because we had no left side. You know, if if there was any license for the left back to get forward, you know, it was a waste of time with Gomez. You would have been better off playing Trent left back and Gomez as an orthodox right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he can hit the touchline. He can put in a cross. He's not going to put in a cross in Trent, but he can cross. You know, he can. 
he can, you know, he could have just been a fucking normal. It's like the scouts video, just be normal, you know. <laughs> why, can't, why can't this team just be normal sometimes? Like it's Luton, don't overthink it. And but yeah, like McAllister is still just not not good enough. Like uh, I, I didn't really, I, I, yeah, didn't know some too much on the ball. Like and then, yeah, like like the midfield should have been really taken over that game, and they weren't. And Trent's in there trying to hit Hollywood passes. So I, I don't know. Just the, the first half was just kind of a mess, despite the XG created. Like when you think of like how far ahead we are, Luton. I know they can fight, and Ogbeni was like dangerous on the on 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 their left, and he gave Trent all kinds of problems. But like, yeah, still just just fucking score a goal and like. It's easy from there, but we just we just we we're it's like we were playing on hard mode, you know. We just we're like ah, we, we won't play in any width for the last, and you know the the left back will be a right footed centre half, and it's just like yeah, I don't know, I don't know what the plan was. I, I, I put in the, uh, I, I put in the chat, and I know I'm made out to be the biggest. Well, I am. Oh, I, I'm, 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 nah, I'm, it's Josh I'm, now. It's Josh now. I, I'm no, I'm a Joe Gomez skeptic. I, I'm on about Gomez yeah. specifically. But, bottom right is Josh. Oh, he, he was. <laughs> He wasn't put in a very good position. Like Luton was just closing down his left side, and he's he is very right footed. Like everything he does is pretty much with his right foot. Was so. it was it was it the stuff Andrews Townsend cutting in? Like was that the? Was, <laughs> you you lads are too young to remember, but like when when under the Rafa Benitez days, maybe you're not Dave. I don't know, but Blaine definitely is. We know Blaine must have been watching football at that age. But uh, <laughs> uh, Liverpool went away to the new camp. And Barcelona were reigning European champions, and Arbeloa had just been signed in the January transfer window, and he was like right footed centre half slash right back, and Benitez played him left back, and it was basically because Messi had was had just emerged and he was playing right wing obviously, and it was like he said when he cuts in, you know, that's on Arbeloa's strong side, and Arbeloa kind of marked him out the game. So I was like, oh, <laughs> the clock watched that. It's like, oh, Andros Townsend, he's back. <laughs> Like that—that's the literally the only value Gomez could offer because he—he kind of sauntered towards the, the the final third and then he just turned back because it, it was like General Milner did it in sixteen seventeen, but like Milner could put in like a floated cross or something, or Milner plays like a midfielder. I guess Gomez has been the season as well, but yeah, it's just it's just like negative value kind of play, and genuinely Trent would have been better just playing left back and play Gomez right back or, or something. It, it was like the worst combination you could have done. Yeah, no, I'll um, I'll come over to you, Blaine, for one of the pretty resounding positives, to be fair, of the game, and that was um, Harvey Elliott once again coming off the bench and making a pretty big impact. Um, what what was your kind of Dave Raging? I wasn't. Really sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's why in fairness, in fairness, he was picking the ball up in the areas I said he should be playing. So I'm 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 fine with that, but um yeah, by what what uh, do you think he's in and another go because with with um with the news that Jones is injured yet again, um hey. it looks as though we're uh, sorry is he bad is he out like for a week or two or well he yeah, hasn't travelled with the squad for to lose. Depends, you know, you can leave the manager when he says out after the international break, because that was the same with Thiago, so. Could be next week, could be next year. For Jones or Thiago? Jones. Jesus, I didn't know that now. 
No, I, 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 nobody really knows. I've, I've seen mention of a hamstring issue, but I've no idea. All they said is it's a knock, basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, I the only scene, the only place he seems to be willing to play him is midfield. So do you think maybe at some point he'll get to go there, or do you think they'll stick with Gravenberg, um, McAllister slash probably Endo for this weekend? But we'll talk about that a bit and Sobersly. Well, I think Gravenberg has picked up an injury. Well, any by the looks of things, he's not in the squad for for today, uh, for the for the game tomorrow. So. Uh, whether he'll be available, whether he'll be available for the weekend, I'm not sure. But uh, I think Elliot did the. He's, he's come on in a lot of games and, and and been very good. It reminded me a lot of the Everton performance where he came on and picked up very similar positions and kind of whether it's you know a, a tactical thing or 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 it's just the player himself feeling the game. He, he seems to come on a lot and improve us or at least add to uh, to what we've got. Uh, where when he starts, I'm not sure if we've seen the same, but it's been most or in kind of Europa League slash League Cup games just in him start. So it was definitely a good performance from him. But it does kind of like reiterate your point before of why wasn't I mean besides the Bosley though, why couldn't he have been doing that job beforehand? I don't know. When you when you get in at half time, especially when Elliot comes on and does it straight away, is that a tactical thing or is is that with some of the holdings Bosley back? I don't know why it takes Elliot coming on to kind of change us. In that sense, but he did play really well when he did come on. Yeah, no, I, I, to be honest, I don't think Sobers like got on the ball a lot to even make some kind of stamp on the game. Um, I, in all honesty, I haven't watched the game back to be even keep an eye on whether or not they were trying to um, mark him out and and keep him out of the game and just leave McAllister and and. Um, and Gravenberg on the ball, but Gravenberg seems pretty streaky in terms of like when he can influence a game. He seems to influence it for ten minutes and then have a quiet um, period of the game. But in terms of the other midfielder, which is Alexis McAllister, I'll let Shane, you spoke about it a bit before, but um, sharpening my accent. <laughs> I don't think you're too convinced, are you? You can't spell Alexis without X, so there's your daily trivia. Um, yeah, I just I think and like me and Blaine have been kind of in consensus on it that fair enough if he's not going to be, you know, he's he's not big and he's not particularly strong, he's not fast. But if he's if he's like amazing on the ball and we keep the ball, especially in that kind of game of all games, then you think you, you, you like like that's the kind of game from times gone by where. If the other team is sitting in, you'll play a slightly more attacking midfielder deeper just to get an extra one in the team and, you know, move and be able to open them up. And maybe he had a couple of good moments in the first half. I can't particularly remember, but I just, yeah, I, I would want him and Sabah Sly and Gravenberg to take over that game, especially since our fullbacks aren't like the drivers of the attack anymore. Um, and yeah, just like didn't notice him. And then it's him, of all people, having to fucking chase back um, for their for their goal. And it's just like, yeah, because uh, like the commentators keep going on about it as well. It wasn't a carrier, which is a fucking chore on any Liverpool game when carriers co-commentating. But sometimes those commentators are just like saying something that's like really obvious. And because we watch the team all the time, we're like, no, you 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 don't see what kind of Klopp's vision is or this and that. Like you know, you're just judging us off of one game. But like, yeah, it's, it's just not working. The McAllister thing for me. Um, like like when we've won games, I think we're kind of winning them. 
in spite of what he's offering, we're getting away with teams running past him. Uh, like I said, what was the last game we had? Uh, was it Forest? And like, if he plays perfectly and he wins all his challenges, like kind of peak Fabinho would, then you know all these gaps that are in the team are kind of covered and we look invincible because the teams can't run through us and we're just funneling the ball back into our attack and we have great passers and it's it's brilliant. But yeah, there he just needed to to do more in possession and we, we weren't good. I don't know what what did you think of him and, and the midfield, but I guess particularly him. I mean, my my thing, and that's probably something we can get on to, is the the point I made earlier when um on Twitter was I think Liverpool have continued the struggles against dribblers and beating the press, and I th- I think the, the the main the main thing I wanted to touch on was are Liverpool like a top top pressing side anymore? Those because you're referring to Dave the the stats from the weekend just gone where the three Luton players had at least three dribbles, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So of of the players outside of the top four, of the teams outside of the top fourteen, only three, six, seven players had three or more dribbles over the weekend. Three of them were Luton players. Yeah, and it's uh, Ogbené. Obviously, it's Rosen Trent for fun. You know, I guess like that. That's just kind of a thing. I don't even know if there's much to analyze. It's just like, yeah, Ogbené is like fast and direct, and he just. He had Trent whenever he wanted him, uh, despite the fact he was playing in, in League One two seasons ago. And he's Ireland's best player, which isn't so much. <laughs> uh, but then the other one is Doughty. Is, he was the left wing back. So again, that's the same side. And Barkley, who was playing left in midfield, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, yeah, it was all that left side. And, and conversely, we were Trent is AWOL. Trent's not at right back. Sabas Lai and Salah just, we know they're brilliant, but they had a very quiet game. And, and I do blame that on playing them in a fucking hurricane midweek. So, uh, but, but yeah, you're you saying, Dave, I guess, like, is that them having dribbles against us? Does that mean we're a bad pressing team because we're trying to press and, and people are, are running past us? But um, it didn't feel like they were running through us. It did just feel like, I, I actually didn't even notice Doughty or Barkley really uh, running through us as such. Maybe Barkley got away from... Oh, J- Jamie Carragher did. felt, it felt yeah. like Jamie Carragher was on Ross Barkley's take. It was... Nah, they were they, they were gagging for him to like you know because he he looked like he was going to fall out of football a bit like Andres Townsend did and and he's back now at Luton but um, I, I think I think he probably just knows Jamie Carragher to be fair probably yeah but but Trent had had been drilled past five times and four of which must have been Ogbené and then uh, the midfield between them had been drilled past uh, six times Gravenberg once obviously twice and McAllister three times and. Yeah, it's like, and because now as well, there's a David Lynch put up a thing. We're, we're talking more stats on Twitter. David Lynch put up a thing. It's like, oh, I was kind of surprised. Alexis McAllister actually comes off well here compared to the other defensive midfielders in the league. And you shared it to so the group chat, Dave. And uh, I was like, fuck this, this nonsense kind of. <laughs> oh, actually, guys, uh, McAllister has been, these stats show he has more tackles, more recoveries, more everything than was it Rodri and Rice and someone else who's not a smurf and it's just like it's like the lucas Leva thing it's just like if you're making loads of tackles one it shows that you know as you said dave the pressing isn't great because if you're having to kind of do that much you're having to win these duels or else the opponents are running right through you and then also like it's also a sign of his 
maybe you could say it's a team style, but also like he's aggressive and he's going for things. And if it works, great. But if he doesn't, fucking watch out. You know, like Lovren was like that as a centre half. You know, he tried to win everything. And when he was winning everything, you're like, wow, look at this guy. He's spectacular. He just goes and wins everything when he wants. Vidic, kind of that style of centre half as well. But when they're not, and you know, it's, it's, it's a higher style, but when you're not, it's it's not good. And I just don't think McAllister's, he could be great, as I said, for, as an eight, he could be great doing that, you know, front foot defending, but you don't want him as the last barrier between your your midfield and your and your centre halves and, and teams getting through you. So, yeah, uh, that's just my McAllister rant over. Um, I do feel a bit bad for him, and I'd, I'd like to see him as an eight eventually, not that I think he's ahead of Jones or Sabasley or anything, but yeah, we'll 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 get to see someone different play six at the weekend anyway because he's suspended now. But um, yeah, we're 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 just not a great pressing team, or at least I guess we're probably still figuring it out. It's, it's probably a record thing. I don't know what Blaine thinks. I mean, yeah, but yeah, I think you have to remember as well. It's what I don't know how many games these lads have all played together. Seems like every yeah. week we're playing a complete new eleven as well. And I think the more I think about the Luton one, I just kind of think it's just one of them. I think obviously there's systematic issues and there's, there's still um, personnel issues. I think as we go along, and I think we missed certain players like Jones were missed uh, the weekend. But I don't know. For me, I, I, I struggle to get too critical of them and of the system, and even players like McAllister because at the minute I just think like obviously it's all new to him. It's a uh, it's a complete new eleven, and we still got. I mean, we've not got the bedrocks of of a successful team there in terms of the fact that we've just come off a really horrible season as well. So even your, your Sellers and Van Dyke still had a bit to prove, really, in terms of... Well, maybe not Sellers, but Van Dyke had a bit to prove himself in terms of his form, and I think he has proven it this season. So I don't know. I find it hard to get too critical on them. Um, even McAllister, I think, a lot of the issues Shane talks about, I'm, I'm kind of fine with taking the risk with them. It's just on the ball where you'd expect them to just be that level or two above or just a bit more. Slicker. I know, I think, yeah, I think the way you talk about Sabozlai, I think, uh, not Sabozlai, Gravenberch and being streaky. I think you've seen the same with McAllister. We'll have a 20 minute period in the game where everything's fine and he's slick and he's popping it off. And he looks like he looks like you can see the plan. But then he'll have a 20 minute period where everything's floppy. He's giving the ball away. He's being overrun. And it just looks like he's out of his depth. Where he just looks, uh, even like last week against Forest, who were great. And then this week is, is poor again. Uh, you kind of find it hard to um, to know where you stand with him, but yeah, it is early days for for them all, so I find it hard to be too too uh, down on them. And that's the, that's the level headed, reasonable take, as opposed to me being a fucking cunt about it. You know, that that that, that like that's the fair. You know, it, it is like a new eleven, and it looks like it's going to be more again with the injuries that that we've uh, that we've picked up uh, and the suspensions yeah. and the suspensions as well. That's another thing where we've never had a. A set team, even though I think we know what our best eleven is broadly, but like, um, yeah, you know, it's it's that kind of season, um, where people are are dipping in now. But just on because you say like the midfielders are a bit streaky, and that's like fair enough. But with Gravenberg, it's like when he's on it, he's running through the opposition team, and he looks great, and he's making things happen. Whereas with McAllister, uh, maybe it's the nature of the position, but I think it's also his style. Um, you know, Gravenberg goes missing whereas McAllister is still going for things but he's not winning them and now people are past yeah. him and it's, it's causing issues like it causes very obvious issues that like even the commentators can see it from them and call out so um 
but yeah, it's it's it, it's it's harsh and uh, to, to be going in on him as I am. I think I just I'm, I'm just a bit frustrated in general because I think we've been doing for the leagues, whereas you don't think we are. So yeah, you, you're you're big into top four and cups now. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, we are three points off the top, and obviously the the, the Luton result in in you know isolation is a terrible one. Um, and I think even when you look back at the end of the season, it will be. But um, overall, the season's been better than I expected. I still think we're in a really good position to, to have a, a really good year. Even in the league, you know, if you win your next two games, you, you top the league, aren't you? So that's where we'll be sat in November. And I think if you said to anyone, you know, mid-November, you win your next two, you top the league, they'd have taken it. So it is what it is. It's a, it's a frustrating result, but I kind of see it more as one of them from what I've seen this season. Right? Whereas last season, we saw these sort of results um, but the performances were, were completely dire, whereas there's enough from this to kind of think one or two chances. If you, put, if you go one nil up here, you win two, three nil comfortably. It's just that first goal, we couldn't get it and cost us in the end. We, we haven't mentioned the equaliser, which we might, we might not have got last season. And it was a particularly nice moment as well for, for Diaz, the goal scorer. And that actually like made me less annoyed about the result in the immediate afternoon because I was like, ah, you know, that's like a nice moment for him and what is yeah. like otherwise kind of surreal and horrible um so like that that was good you know and it's it's just even nice to have him back again you know we we didn't know yeah you didn't know how long he was going to be out for we just kind of it's kind of, kind of something you couldn't really like speculate on but um hopefully that turns out all right but a, a nice moment for him and uh yeah as i said it, it's just it, it is kind of one of them and it put, puts a little bit more pressure on the brentford one uh because i think the yeah, brentford I because if we'd won three and then you have one of the games that Brentford can give you and you draw it home, not a good result, but you're like, hey, 10 from 12. But now only two wins and two draws from this slate that we were talking up of potentially 12 points. And, um, you know, it, it just, yeah, it, make, it makes Brentford kind of firmly must win territory now. It, it is anyway when it's a home game. But, you know, they're, I suppose they're not the same beast away from home against, at least in the games against us as they are at home. But, uh yeah, it's uh, could well be one of them, and I guess maybe that'll unless Dave has more Luton talk, uh, we can go into the previews. Yeah, no, I I just I just wanted to chime in a tad on on the McAllister thing. It's just I th- I think we're seeing the same thing, and I understand that it was the corpse of Fabinho, and I understand McAllister isn't the fastest player in the world, but I think if that's the case, then. Compensating for it in other areas, um, but we 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 just simply don't seem to be, um, unless I'm missing something. But yeah, I I, I guess yeah, yeah th- th- there's been frustrations. Uh, can I just uh, ask the? Well, you obviously you two are kind of not down on the Kelster, but obviously there's question marks to be to be had with him. Who would you want as kind of? Like an ideal, the ideal number six um, for us. Do you think if we if we're going to play this way and with that midfield, who would you ideally want? Someone athletic, just someone athletic. Like, yeah. How much better do you think it makes us? Well, well you, I mean, you, you said you. I know what you think, Blaine, because you thought because you thought I've heard you say if we had got Caicedo. That's it's title challenge, you know. Whereas, yeah, like, yeah, firmly yeah, enough. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you I think I say they would have done that for us? And like, yeah, I, I, the only reason is is because I think if you look at um, 
Like as you said, it's getting overrun thing, but I don't actually think we've been... I think there's been moments where we've been overrun and you've seen it, but I don't think there's been a game where it's kind of no. been... You've conceded two or three goals and it's this sort of thing. I think there's yeah. been moments, but I don't think there's been a fundamental... And maybe maybe it's because of maybe you'll go to City in a few weeks and you'll see that and that's where you're like wow yeah with that in the big games you need that but at the minute I've not seen anything where that has been the case that could change as I said but is Wolves first yeah. half probably the most sustained yeah like, but in again, terms of like in terms that's of forty five I think it's it's a clear weakness yeah yeah true yeah. It, it's it's a clear weakness that teams are going to look to exploit. That's why every team attacks our right side because they don't want to attack the left. That's the weakest side. Teams like Brentford this weekend, these stats heavy, these <clears throat> kind of exploit heavy teams that they're going to look at stuff like that. And we're going to get players fair man running off him because he's, he's not going to be able to keep up with them. Um, players running at him because. If you get a one v one, it is kind of that. That's it. Unless he can, unless he can catch you on the front foot, which, as we've said in the past, I don't think he's going to be able to get the ball off you. Um, but that's not his fault. I would just like to emphasise this. That this isn't personally from me anyway. This isn't. And at the, at the start, I, I, I no, I, I wasn't that high on signing him to begin with, and then I looked into Neither. it more, and. I kind of I, I came around to it, especially for the the numbers that was being touted. But I came around to it in the end, and this this isn't about him as a player. It's more I think he should be put in a shit position, and I think not that I'm I'm, I'm doubting the manager like overall, but you never. No, I have in the past. I yeah. have in the past, but and. <laughs> With this and with Trent, I just I look at it and go, "What? What are you trying to get out of these players?" Like, I do think they're throwing McAllister under the bus. Yeah, and if that's I, necessary, I, that's fine. I, I get this as well, but at the same time, I, mean, I, I know if you look at the run we're on, look where we are in the league, look the run we're on, look at last season. You can you, he can point to that and say, "Look where we are now." And I know what I know what you're saying, but you. you Two kicks of a ball differently, if you know what I mean. If Gravenberch puts that in at Brighton and Matthew doesn't, you know, do yeah. whatever he does at Spurs, we're top of the league. Well, joint top of the league. So, it, yeah, at yeah. the same time, we get in, there is positive. It's not like there's a massive negative and there's no plus points from it. We are seeing, obviously, plus points from it as well. So, I, I don't know. I don't think How many times has Allison had to pull something off the bag? Yeah, you know, it, it it's 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 fine looking at the the positive side of things, but there's the other side as well. Yeah, but, yeah, maybe, but again, it's I what it's what we it's what we've been saying though, isn't it? Like th- this team has kind of a wide range of outcomes. Like it's it, it like we we could have a few games in a row where we look very open, and Allison isn't a superhero, and we drop points. Uh, and then I, I we, think he fucked up for their uh, goal, by the way. Like, but, I don't, yeah, I don't maybe, maybe he did. But he, also, he also saves us. He also saves oh, us when Obene, when Obene just like teleports through Trent and the actual the actual safety, which the actual safety in that position, which is like supposed to be Canada. Canada couldn't stop him that time, and 
he he actually makes like a pretty big save from um I forget the name of their striker. Yeah, like like that should that probably shouldn't have been a goal, but like Allison being Allison smothers it and, and in an unspectacular way. Uh I think I think also we're a bit warped because of like what City are and and what they are. But I think Arsenal are a good example of obviously they're they're a team who are a lot more solid than us. I think if you could put their best eleven out on a pitch, it's probably better than ours in terms of overall they're a more solid team. But they've seen like the, the attacking numbers are decreased and you can see that obviously they are a more solid team, but they seem seem to find it tougher to generally create and score goals than we do. So obviously there's a give and take to it all. Um, I think that you've got. I think we've always been more of a. We'll we'll leave that kind of opportunity open for the other team. Backing that, obviously, we have the talent. The other end, and we've got the best goalkeeper in the world. That will kind of back ourselves there. But I don't know. I think we we're never going to have the perfect perfect thing. Well, I can I can understand there is system systematic uh, issues with it at the minute. But yeah. And we're only, and the other thing as well, like maybe it's one of the things like does it does it annoy you or it didn't make me feel too bad when I saw it. It's like despite those two, what are like just objectively bad points to drop because you know it's it's Luton, uh, but we're three points off City, uh, you know, and if you go there in two weeks, if we beat Brentford and just go there in two weeks' time and not lose, it's not a given a year of those results. But if if you do that, you know you're. You're nicely placed. I, 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 I want us to go for the title. Blaine's, Blaine's trying not to think about it. So, uh, but th- that's where I'm, I'm kind of getting excited and, and maybe thinking about it. But it is like it, it is what we've been saying all season. It's like this team will have highs and lows, and Sunday was one of the relative lows. But um, yeah, it's just kind of part of this this team's journey as they're they're figuring themselves out as as I, much as anything. I think a lot of it is that the what what seemed improbable at the start of the season has suddenly turned attainable. 13-14 vibes are, are, yeah, are that, escalating again. Not, not, not that we've necessarily reached the point that there's something to lose, but in essence that the kind of the, there is, and it's good to know that the foundations are there for this Liverpool 2.0 um, morphing into kind of Liverpool 2.5 maybe. But I guess it's it's just frustrating. I mean, I mean, we, we you've also got the the Andre stuff, and will they? Won't they? The the thing with Liverpool is a, a lot of a lot of media talk, and this isn't just in regard to the Andre stuff. And I, I think Ian Doyle, um, Shane's best mate, um, mentioned about Liverpool not looking to block the path of Stefan Bacetic, who's currently out injured and has been injured in the past, and that just seems like a bit of a nonsense. A, a lot of the time, this shit is regurgitated into the media, and then the club does the sensible thing. But the fans kind of lose their minds because that's what they've been fed. They've just been fed nonsense. So we'll have to see in that regard, and the, the McAllister regard, um, going to the end of January, but it 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 it's there kind of thing, and that that was the frustrating thing in the summer as well with the Caicedo and the Lavia thing. That it, 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 we were so close to to kind of getting that missing piece, um, maybe in hindsight less so with Lavia, but um, I don't know, maybe Endo comes in and and proves to be that missing piece, but um... we might find out at Sunday if you want to use that as a segue. <laughs> 
Well, uh, well Endo, Endo is surely going to get his chance on Sunday. Well, you'd hope. <laughs> I mean, um, if you're not Sunday, hope, then, right, especially with Jones and or Grav being out, it's kind of... If he doesn't get a game, then if, if Klopp finds a way to put Gomez like starting centre mid or something like, you, you really it does really look like the most pointless transfer think, of all time. But you'll throw a uh, Yak boy midfield again just for like the height. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no, no, <laughs> no! But he did last year against Brentford at home. He threw um, he threw Gakpo, uh in midfield. So I'm just saying. I mean, what what what's your other shout, Elliot and Endo? Do you think he'll do that? I wouldn't mind. Gravenberg, like in a four-two-three-one, but we he's never injured. do that. He he he, he plays. I'm sorry, Gakpo. Sorry, um, oh. in in a four-two-three-one playing off Nunes, but we never do that. And that team, like, oh yeah, that that's just that's common sense, isn't it? But we never do it. We we play him like fucking midfielder, and it it he always just looks lost and. Yeah, no, no, not for me. I'd rather play Elliot, which is saying something. Well, but, will we, will we, will we kind of, we'll, we'll skip over Europa because yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll skip. And just like because we just have to win that game or or not lose, and I think we've almost we've won the group. I mean, we we, we want to see Bendo end. Like, yeah, it. yeah. That's it. We'll get no. Um, well, after the travel's gone off, or what? You want to see Ben Dork after his salad's gone off? <laughs> don't start him. Yeah, just don't, don't wind him up like that. You have to save him from himself. You know, he's like, I, he's like, oh, I could score more European goals. <laughs> so he's he's going well, about when we win the treble and we, you know when these league cup run and we win the FA Cup and win all them. You know what I mean? Is it not worth it then? What starting Salah in a meaningless Europa League group game? <laughs> yeah. That's the journey, isn't it? I, I, yeah, I, I might not even watch it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, depending on the team, depending on the team he picks, I might have to exercise self care and not watch it. If I see Doak, if I see one or two other names, I, God, I wish Bajcetic wasn't injured. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see him play some more because the one game he's played, it's felt like this season he's, he's like stood out really, really well, but. Um. Yeah. No. If I see Salah, and that, I, just, I I don't need to see Salah playing. You know, like no one needs this. Salah doesn't need it. I don't need it. No one needs this. You know, it's like so. Uh. Yeah. If we skip to Brentford and we assume he'll start, like get Simicast back in there for fuck's sake. I, I, do you know what? Like that's it, it might make more sense for because I I didn't really kind of mention it with the Gomez thing. He like he wanted Gomez in there for area presence, but. After two minutes, we realised actually it's not that kind of game. We're not really going to need Gomez for set pieces because these can't even get out. Uh, might not be the case for Brentford because if you remember Brentford, when I remember them playing Anfield, they'll get a free kick on the halfway line, and the centre halves are going up. You know, so as you were saying, they're they're the set piece exploit kind of team. So maybe that would make more sense to start Gomez. Personally, I'd almost fucking drop Trent at this stage just so I don't have to see that shite. But yeah, Simicas and Gomez or whatever left back, and then. Endo has to get the start. Uh, Sabasley will start, and then it's it's almost like it might be Elliot by default if he's the only one fit. Uh, he's obviously done it to be fair. Yeah, he, he deserves it. Be his first league start, incredibly. And oh, is that is yeah. that Endo play? Endo start on Sunday. Endo and Simicast. Is that what I've got to watch? 
Oh my god. <laughs> well, no, yeah. Endo, Endo's, Endo's well is like good in the air for his height. Got to be better than McAllister, right? So again, you, that's that's another reason where you might have rotated him in anyways for that kind of game where you you are yeah. going to get bombarded. To be fair, he was very good against um, Toulouse in the in the Europa League game. I didn't watch the. Did he start against Bournemouth? I didn't watch it, but. Uh, yeah, if, if, if Gravenberg's getting starts, if Gravenberg is getting starts in the league off the back of his showings in Europa, why not Endo? And, and especially because Endo's yep. like it's supposed to be the plug and play guy, whereas Gravenberg is clearly one for the future as well as now. But um, it, it might not be. It might be weird with Brentford as well because you might you might have got away with McAllister more, maybe not with Mbumo and Wissa because they can they have pace and they can run through you, but they don't have Tony, they don't have Rico Henry. I think Aaron Hickey is out now as well. So they lost a lot of their pace and directness. Um, they still have a couple like random wingers, like that might be might cause trouble out wide. But they, they've got absences, and it's going to be kind of a boom a whistle carry job, and then set pieces where they are going to be dangerous because they have fucking little stupid trick plays and all that. But um, the thing for them as well is they're on a they're on a nice little run where if they get beat here, it's, it's like no no biggie sort of thing. So they're back to good form again, aren't they? Yeah, 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 because they. They started the season okay. They were like unbeaten with loads of draws, and then they got a cup. They lost to Everton, lost to someone else that was like a bad loss. And United, but, but I, I, they're a very streaky team as well. I was, I was reading about their stats, and they'd go on like a 12 game unbeaten run, and then they might go like 10 games without a win. So if they're picking up steam at just the wrong time for us, it, it's I, I don't expect it to be an easy game at all. There'll be hairy moments and, and all that. Hopefully, it's just confined to set pieces and. Not in Bumo and Co on the counter, but um, yeah, like like I said, I, I'd be throwing Endo in there. Just give give him the start, see what he can do, and if he impresses, you know, uh, he could be pushing McAllister out of the sixth spot. Maybe, maybe you could see Endo McAllister Sabasly in, in a league game. I don't know who the fuck will. We won't even we'll save the city chat for. Yeah, can't be a few weeks. Can't have Jones out. Jones has got to be in. If he's fit, if he's fit, yeah, true, true. I think I've I've actually looked this up. So, Gravenberg is a doubt for Brentford, but potentially um, Jones won't be back till after the international break. Fuck's sake! I'm we're not we're... Jones. Is it actually? Yeah, I think he felt it after the after the Bournemouth game. Yeah, it's a, it's a low grade hamstring. We might have gone two months without seeing Curtis Jones play a league game for assorted bullshit. Yeah. I mean, if if you look at what um what Marcus Rashford's been sent off for tonight, it's also I have the United game on the background. There's something happening every two minutes. It's two two. United down to ten men. Is it two two? Yeah, yeah that's really. I thought it was two one Copenhagen. Not that little ten men. I know the down to ten minutes. Fucking hell. Well, they've been done over as well. They have been absolutely done by the ref. Uh, your man's was ankle was bleeding, though. That was a red Fire. card. Let, yeah, let's not live con the United game, lads. Come on. We're, we're, we're better than that. <laughs> it, 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 okay, well, Save it for after. <laughs> uh, Brentford, Dave. I'm going as well, Dave. I'm, I'm there at the weekend. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't like two o'clock kickoffs. The fact that I'm there makes me more um, calm. It's a good one to be going to as well, James, because I'll, I'll be watching on some fucking mad stream again. <laughs> yeah. oh, I think we're on telly now a lot after... Now, now we've started well. 
were on telly a lot um, post international break. But uh, honestly, after after Jamie Carragher's performance against Luton, I never get wound up by cool commentators. Me, I don't understand. Oh, mate, no, I just I can't, I can't do it. Carragher, Carragher's tough, isn't he? He's. Oh. And even Neville, I can't fucking stand Neville. They just—I don't uh, know. I just don't get wound up by this sort of stuff. I guess because it feels like Carragher tries too hard not to be controversial when it comes to Liverpool, and he just kind of reiterates. Remember the High Line season when we nearly won the league, nearly did the fucking quadruple, and he banged on about the fucking High Line all fucking season. And then it was he not did the COVID it. Season. It was not the COVID season he was banging on about us. It no, might have been the season after as well. I, I, I think it was a bit of both. Yeah, I think, yeah. It, I think it was both. And then I knew as soon as Tottenham started with the high line against Sheldon, <laughs> what was he on about? Bang! Fucking high. Oh, no, it was just. Oh, Are you going on Sunday, Dave? Uh, I am. Yeah. Uh, do you have any analysis or do you want to jump to predictions? It's it's hard with Brentford at the minute because, as you said, that they're really unpredictable, especially without Tony. Um, I think without Tony, it might be a bit of a blessing in disguise that there's no McAllister because I think they will focus on those third man runs. Um, I mean, you probably would with Tony, but I mean, Van Dyke's back to being not as best because I don't think he'll ever be as best again. And that is a absolutely absurd standard that he set. But he's dominant. Being the best. He, I, I think he's he's he's. I, we said that last week, didn't we? I, I think he's back to being the best in the league. And he, he, he's so dominant in both boxes now, isn't it? Like he's. It, yeah, it's absurd. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, like scoring then. He does, or at least assisting, like anything. Just he, he does. You um, did get you know tackled didn't he, the weekend. <laughs> oh well, oh yeah, we were. Yeah, uh, that was a pen as well. I can't, but well, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, so I I think we should be pretty comfortable. I don't think Brentford are a team to sit back as much as Luton did, as much as Forest did, as much as that could cause us problems. I think we'll outscore them regardless. Mm. Um. They haven't got Ryan anymore. They've got a worse goalkeeper. Um, not that I think he Ryan went. Is he, he, went off, he went off at the weekend though, Flecken, and they got uh, Strakosha in. Yeah, Strakosha uh, didn't have the best of times against United, was it? Yeah, yeah. I think I think they tried to give him a start. They were like, "Well, you can't be any worse." <laughs> They're like, "Oh shit, maybe you were." Yeah, uh, um, was bad though, wasn't he? Flecken's shocking. I was like, "Yeah." You see the goal against Paris. We just let it go over his head. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah. But like, Strakosha is weird because they got him. I think he was like highly rated enough, and it was like a bit he's of a coup. Those three years. Yeah, yeah, and it was a bit of a coup. They got him on a free transfer from Lazio, and then he just had to sit behind Raya for a year. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. They, they won't have. They won't have a, like a, a great goalkeeper anyway. So, get some shots on goal. Maybe Darwin might feel like finishing a chance or two but um... uh, they, they'd also do this thing as well where they'd set, they would all of their set pieces in their half riot took them yeah that's what i mean they'd get a free kick on the halfway line at anfield and it's like everyone up <laughs> yeah yeah so <laughs> remember the game i say where the ref gave them like 16 free kicks in each half 
and he just got a free kick for everything. That was, was genuinely like one of the worst games I've ever been to. <laughs> it's, 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 it's legitimately their tactic, though. That's what, that's what they do. They play for the fouls. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's yeah. exactly what they do, yeah. Jens the the with the long throws, like, you know. Uh, it's a, in one respect, it's admirable, but when your entire game plan revolves around the referee being shit, then you've got to look at the referee a bit as well. <laughs> they're, they're just Moneyball Stoke, aren't they? Yeah, they are, yeah, yeah. Moneyball Pula Stoke. Look, they're literally playing the red and white stripes and everything. They are literally just Stoke, but cool. Hip, or hips, yeah, hipster Stoke. I, yeah. I quite like Brentford. I do too. You know, I, I quite like them. Horrible yeah. playing on stuff. Horrible playing. I'd rather be one about Stoke than you know that. You know the two the, the two games the two games we played away at them. So I think it's only been two since they came up. Have been some Elf. of the most torturous <laughs> league games I've ever had to watch. Just play. Elf. I even asked me to get to both of them on it. It's like balls of fire just raining from the sky, except <laughs> set pieces and throw-ins. You know, it's like fucking hell. It's like it's like the it's like the Blitz in London in 1942 or whatever the fuck. I didn't even know that <laughs> that Risa guy was like a real player for them. He just seems to come on and score against Southern and never play again. He's only yeah, this season. Exactly, I think exactly, he's like exactly that. He's just... to go on and do stuff, and not like Ryan Fraser, you know, or fucking uh, Mick Makeda. You know, he's had decently to go on and start actually doing stuff this season. But yeah, I remember I know to me, but he did fucking nothing. Until he scores that equaliser against us in the three-three, and then he decides to score against us again last season. The fucking prick. Yeah, no, but I, I, I think, um, I think the fans are pretty sad as well. I mean, does anyone want to say anything about Luton fans? Quickly, by the way, just also fucking scumbags. Not surprised. I, uh, I, I, I expected there'd be some. I thought there'd be like, I thought Diaz played. And apparently, there was. I haven't actually seen the proper report. I've seen people like mention a report of some. Diaz chant or something like that, but I, I'd read about their fans just being like fucking, like at best edgelords, if not like outright fucking like Millwall mil- oh, level bash. All EFL fans are like this one, and they come up and then you get the same rhetoric of songs repeated out. I mean, like they were doing the Feed the Scales, it's not even like it's like November the 1st, it, as bad as it is from the actual point of the song. It's like they just couldn't wait to get it in, like they had the chant. <laughs> Bring it, you know what I mean? They might not be here it's next just, season. You gotta, you gotta get just, it in, like. Yeah, it's just And that 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 was the thing for me because with the always the victim stuff. Right after that, they go in to feed the scousers, and then they turn around and say, "Oh well, it was because they they, they basically used the Everton excuse of, oh well, you know, it was because we we couldn't get into Europe because of high school, which in itself is a fucking nonsense excuse because you're making light of people dying in order to play the score at a football match. Yeah, that that's no kind of justification anyway. But not just that though; they they then go into a rendition of Feet Scousers, which is like vintage United behaviour. Yeah, uh, it's 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 clear to see. And from I I said to you tonight, like. That was the first time it has kind of crossed the line with me because it was so fucking blatant. It was so blatant. And it was so blatant Carragher even said something. Yeah. Yeah, good on him. Like, yeah, good, good, good on him for saying something, but then later on they're falling over the same fans. But Is this, but... <laughs> is this the first as well for the Premier League investigating tragedy chatting? But not, 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 nothing's gonna come of it. <laughs> not, oh, is, is, is it like, like I don't know, like it, it probably been through by character, like being a commentator right, calling out prime time. It, 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 you, you've heard these sort of chances games before. If Carrie doesn't say that, 
because that's spurred a lot of tweets by journalists saying, oh, yeah, Kyrie's right, this, that, and the other. In fairness, journalists have mentioned it before. They have, but it's never been. They don't have the clout, though. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of one of them where it's backed up by a commentator says it, and then this, that, the other. Then you can kind of, you know, the rhetoric around it becomes more than just, oh, Liverpool fans are mourning about this, rather. It becomes more of a kind of wider story. But the actual um, statement that Luton put out, Jesus. <laughs> I just have absolutely no faith if the authorities can't deal with racism. And they they can't deal with it at all. Like have you have you was it Gillingham? No, recently? I know what you mean. I saw that yeah, I thought you mean. And the 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 guy you just did it, it right up to yeah. Yeah, and they they banned the fan and, and that seemed to be pretty much it. Like that is like that's the most blatant racist yeah. act I think I've that that is just so deplorable on so many levels. But nothing really much comes of it. And to 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 expect it to come of this and it's it's but yeah, I I get get back to what I was saying. As as I was saying to you guys, it it, it was the first time it's kind of crossed the line of like it's blatant, it's it's just it makes it personal and it makes me think sometimes like why am I doing this to myself? Yeah. especially like I'm I'm my dad was at Hillsborough and I cannot believe he's took this for twenty five years. I wasn't there, but obviously I'm affected a bit in different do, ways because family and can stuff. I ask, Dave, do you not think it's ramped up in like the last what? Don't know, oh like yeah, four or five years. It's kind yeah. Of, I don't know what the turning point was, but it feels like there was a, a turning point, uh, especially like with everyone like singing the national anthem, everything like that. Obviously, you had the traditional songs and it, it would pop up every now and again, but it feels like it's really ramped up in it the has, last yeah. four or five years. I don't know where from. I would say when I first started going on the match, it was pretty exclusive to Chelsea fans, United fans. Um, West Ham fans now and again, and Everton, and and that was it. Yeah. And now everybody's getting the digs in, and you've got to wonder why is that? And we we all know why. It's because of where the football club's from, and how the people of that city are perceived around the country. But again, that's just a bigger conversation, I guess. Yeah. Nobody really wants to get into. Um, but yeah, it it did it it crossed the line this one. Um, it it is it's it's getting a bit much. Um, for me personally, and I see how it, how it affects people who were there. Yeah, yeah. And it legitimately does. Um, and yeah, it's just. Are, are Liverpool the only club who get? The tragedy, cha- like I know they're not. Now that I say it, like I know um, United get the Munich. The Munich, they get Munich from they got it from from Liverpool. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it has been reported Liverpool fans. No, they, they are. Like, yeah, yeah. No, no, they are. Like that thing, they of course get it off City fans. But like, uh, like, do Bradford get like fucking like fire songs or like you know? Like, I don't. I don't what, think it's to this level, but I, I think. That they all they will do, um, Rangers. Any, any, so. Anything like you were saying about football league fans, like anything is like 
is it, 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 and it's a football thing as well. It's, it's not even exclusive to the UK. Like in Ireland, there was um, uh, the local team here, Cork City. The some away team came down. I think it was the manager had had like a young, a young uh, son die. You know, obviously prematurely or something like that. And there was an incident where like Cork City fans, uh, two, I think there were two young lads, but you know. They basically like chanted something, you know, and it, it is unfortunately like football. Just in, the, in it's kind of maybe like the other side of the coin of how it is like so passionate and stuff like that, but it is unfortunately like a breeding ground or just uh, yeah, you just it, you, you, you you just see venom that you you might never yeah. see anywhere else in the rest of your life and the rest of your week, but at, at a football ground like it's just kind it, of this it, all all bets are off thing. It's like one of them things where you know that they know when singing it for a fact it's gonna affect someone. That's the that's the thing. They know what they're doing when they sing it sort of thing. When you get any other sort of chant, you can't guarantee that but with that you know it's exactly what you're doing with it. And that's the deplorable thing with it, but that's obviously why you see so much of it. And yeah. hopefully this becomes like a line in the sand where the Premier League yeah, maybe I mean, somewhat, and and then it becomes like a thing. Or like, if another club does, like, oh well, they did it, so are they getting sanctioned? And yeah, I don't think it'll ever like, you know, you're saying about like the the racism and the, the thing of fan recently, like, uh, but like I said, Dave, like the way it affects people, like, and yeah, there's just no need. It's like, like what, like who does this? It's just gobshites being fucking edge lords, you know, like it's um, it's it's people who want to get the digs in and make up for whatever they have going on in life because they know they won't be punished. They know they're behind the barrier. And, you know, if they do it in unison, then nothing will get done. If it's one or two, it will. They'll, they'll get thrown out. But if it's too many, like it was at Luton, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> you, you, you can't do nothing. And and they won't do anything after the fact in order to stop that in the future. Um, it's I mean, a weird it, balancing act, that, isn't it? Just where the if enough of the if enough of the fans do it, then it's basically the fan base, and that's where you have the club coming out and making statement. Maybe they'll condemn them, but maybe not as Luton have shown. Whereas if it's like one or two, uh, were like caught on camera. Do you remember like the Sunderland uh, thing that happened recently? The Brad Bradley yeah, Lowry yeah. two fans from some other club. Like they got a conviction off of that, like you know, like it, it, it's that weird thing where like the more people buy into it collectively, the harder it is to for them to be like sanctioned. So like you need these that that's where you need like proper punishments against the club for for it happening. And hopefully we're starting to see that now, but it's more than well overdue. So and I'd say you wouldn't have much faith in the Premier League getting anything done quick about it. But yeah, I, I literally saw. Because obviously I sit next to the away end. So, against Everton the other day, it normally gets pretty toxic, particularly um, when Everton seemingly inevitably lose. Um, And, you know, you you get the the whole wall pusher stuff, the pushing wall, like the wall in the air and stuff like that right the way through it. And you you can literally see it getting passed down in generations. There was a lot walking out with his kid. In his hand, his kid was holding his hand. And just as he was going down the tunnel, he turned around and did the wall pusher thing with his kid. 
And the Everton steward patted them on the back and just showed them down. And you, you that, that that just kind of summarised it for me. And and that's how it gets passed down. And you end up with kids who weren't even the 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 parents were probably as old as they are going to match doing this shit. And 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 that's how it happens. And un, until and this is with racism and stuff as well. And again, going back to that point, this is why I have no faith in it because racism is. A, a more broader, serious subject, and they they can't even implement anything towards that, and it it won't happen un, until they start reducing allocations going away, reducing allocations at home games. If nothing will change. They can find them as much as they want, and nothing will change because it won't affect fans directly. Yeah, and, well, I think the the problem with that as well. I think it's hard to. Punish, not not punished, but I think it's hard to get the cooperation of clubs fully because I don't trust that clubs are going to fully cooperate in the, in the idea of you're going to have to play behind closed doors at this game because of morally it's the right thing to do, but I don't trust any Premier League clubs to actually go and do that if that makes sense. If their fans like Luton next, you said Luton's next game, they have to play behind closed doors. I don't think Luton are going to cooperate with that. Yeah, no, well, it's going to cost them money as well, isn't it? That's what, it, that's yeah. what I mean. So I don't know. It's hard in that way for what the. Obviously, if you had a blanket rule, then you need the cooperation of the clubs as well, really, to be able to kind of fully stomp it out. But I don't know how you do that. And this is why it's so hard to kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. It's a, it's a stupidly complex subject, which, if morality prevailed, would be easy to solve. Yeah, but... yeah. Unfortunately. It's a bit like, I mean, I go to the, I don't go to all of them. Obviously, you've had issues with, with fans in, in European games before, but like the Toulouse game went down and they, they had a, a great time of it. They were in um, a few of the bars before the game. You saw a few of them. And it was just a generally, you know, sound. It was the same with when um, Union came down. It was, just sound, it was just a sound game. You don't even think about it. It's one of those things you don't even think about anything like that. You don't even enter your head, but yeah. I'm not expecting everybody to be fucking like dancing about and stuff, but yeah, yeah, but it's just how personal it gets. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like this. Yeah, it, no, it doesn't. You can like it. I think the 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 English and as Blaine was saying, the football league particularly attitude towards football is like it feels like it's not supporting your club. It's more we're going to take the piss out of people. Yeah, and and, and that that that's it. Like back your fucking club. Fans come to Anfield and sing more songs about scousers than they do their own club. And I think that's kind of ingrained in football, though, even on like the most harmless level as well. Because like we were just literally talking about like you know United was there and they're they're having another shit result. Like like I was I was thinking earlier today about when Liverpool were really crap and like sometimes seeing United get knocked out of Europe could be like the biggest high and <laughs> it could be one of the biggest highs I might have seen. Like like Schadenfreude and all that is kind of. Ingrained into oh, yeah, the sport. No, I, I understand that, that aspect to it. Some people would argue that, it's all one. It's all banter. It's all fair game, and but like it's clearly not. And but they'll they'll argue otherwise, and they'll defend their right to to do it. You know, but you, you you'll get the you know you monk bastard. But you, you'll get all that and blue and white shades at Everton games and stuff like that. You, you'll get that. But I've been to Old Trafford. I've been to to Goodison, and. As much as that's a heated rivalry, 
most of the support went towards the team rather than yeah yeah the, the other sections of, of of the home support and i think that's the difference for me um but I, I, again that that is just kind of the way banter fucking all this sh- stupid fucking football league attitude and I, I, i'm sick of seeing it being pandered to to be honest i it it's all all these fairy tales. Look, look at the other fucking fairy tale Leicester fans. Some of the biggest twats you'll ever see. But they're the fairy tale. Everybody has to be happy for them. Am I fuck? <laughs> Am I fuck happy for Leicester fans? The biggest load of dickheads I've ever encountered at Anfield. Well, you know up there. And I'm I'm not gonna feel happy for them. And that seems like it's a reoccurring theme throughout. Um. English football. Anyway, we moving on. We can um we can get into our score predictions for Brentford, who fans hopefully will be less tragedy chanty. Um, Blaine, what's your prediction? I feel like just as a toy, I feel like I go on first on the prediction. Oh, do you want me to go Shane? Yeah. Okay, Shane. What are you dealing with the baby? <laughs> <laughs> I am, but. <laughs> well, yeah, we we can't go with Dave first. Well, actually, it doesn't matter yeah. when we go with Dave because Dave will go oh, right and just not pause, not say anything for ten seconds. And I think he's put out or something. He's like, I will go with Liverpool. I'm going I'm I'm, I'm to deliver my prediction in Dave's style. I go with Liverpool three. Brentford one. <laughs> that is literally right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Right, so. laughs> how, how, how many days out of five do you give me for that, Blaine? That was very good. Very good. <laughs> that, I, that Blaine, I can do Blaine's prediction as well if you want while I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to be uh, doing it And I'll get back from the game and I'll say it. that we're brilliant, that. <laughs> oh, go on, Blaine. What are you going for? Sounds <laughs> um, a little bit sooner, actually. Are you going to get back from the game and say we play really well? If we win 2 0, probably. <laughs> I uh, fly back from Madrid. I'm going to Madrid uh, on Friday morning uh, and I fly back on Sunday. Oh, back into Liverpool. You go with business, yeah. Sorry, where are you no, going back from? Madrid. Why are you going to a place in Spain that isn't Benidorm? I've conquered that part. Conquered that part now. Are you taking your Union Jack with you? I've left it there. <laughs> planted in the, in the ground for next time. It's in a true, it's in a natural resting place now. Um, who to score? Who will score? Well, that's a good question. I don't know who I had last time. You delivered and they like me as well. <laughs> Actually, no, Dave, um, you went first, didn't you? You finished your prediction first. Three, I, one. Didn't go, I, I didn't go first. Okay. Um, I'll go with... Look, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm subconsciously <laughs> fucking doing it. 
Um, <laughs> start start to say Liverpool, then say a number. I'll go with three one Liverpool. I can't actually remember now if I actually gave a prediction or I just did both of you and Corey. <laughs> you didn't. You just did ask. Yeah, I, I, well, I think I did say 3 1. I'll, I'll stick with that. And I'll say, I don't know why I'm thinking Endo, just because I saw him score that fucking great header. You know what? Fuck <laughs> it, I'll say Endo, first goal score, and I get a million points on him, right? I don't think that's how it works. We should introduce a scoring second thing, shouldn't we? Where, like, if you say the forward, you get a left forward. Like, you know, like, fantasy or whatever. I think Remember, or C- Josh or CB with, like, 10 points to win, so I'm not rigging it anymore in Josh's favour. Yeah. Which is, like, expected points and all that sort of stuff to get him top. Both of you say a player quickly, so... Um, Gakpo. Yeah, he looked good, Gakpo, didn't he? Yeah, he'll start in midfield. <laughs> Oh, okay, now. Might get a few names. Dave. <laughs> I said Nunes. Dave, my, uh, Dave is surely going to say Nunes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's what it says. Okay, great. Yeah, Nunes. And lastly then, because we'll... That'll take us into an international break and we'll have time to chat about the what awaits us after that. But... uh. If we win and if we get 10 points from the 12 and we're no less than three points behind City and who knows what else happens around us. I thought you uh, say no. <laughs> is it on? <laughs> I told you what was on. We had to get 12 from 12. We are not ready. It is not on. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't think it's on, though. No. Yeah. How have we done this whole time without talking about... Uh, I mean, I guess we, we, we rarely talk about football. I thought if we had enough time we could talk about Chelsea Spurs and or the Libertadores. I don't know if we've run out or not, but... Uh... It's pointless now. He's not even coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's the late... Oh, wait, I think you touched on it already, Dave, you were saying it. Like, we, we didn't actually say what was being said for people who aren't on relentlessly online like us, but the reports are that Liverpool... What was it? It was like they're baffled by the links. It's like they never even heard of an Andre. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. They, they haven't pulled that out, have they? Fuck yeah, that's a, yeah the, the, someone reported that the Liverpool are baffled by the constant links. That, that Liverpool Twitter are driving relentlessly with every passing game of Alexis McAllister at six. Mm. Um, <laughs> it was, like, because I think, I think you at least, anyways, they watched the Liverpool Doris, but it was like, yeah, and then there was the compilation of Andre. That I, I have missed this moment where he carries it out from the pack and there's two lads having a fucking <laughs> jiu-jitsu match in the centre circle. <laughs> oh, That's and, great. Yeah, the, the, the little I caught of the Liverpool's final, it was just... It was yeah, a great game. A proper I, throwback. Like a pre, like, yeah, just, you don't see that kind of football anymore, so that was great. If I, if I had a horse in that place, I would have despised it. But I didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then Chelsea Spurs was the maddest thing I've ever seen. Like, especially the first, there was just too much happening. It was fucking crazy. And Spurs got like, I think I said like, oh, Spurs down to nine players in the Spursy dome. That must be tough, you know. Uh, Blaine made a good point. He said that when you see the fucking state of what they did with the system of playing the high line, uh, it makes Klopp's sensible approach to doing it 
where we almost got a point, you know. And, 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 that's, and that's been Klopp's strength this season, has been fixing the issues mid-game. It would be just great if we could stop now inflicting them on Wait, ourselves. So you mean Liverpool can, can play compactly and don't have to leave <laughs> Alexis McAllister on an island? Oh, I would just lose in the end to be fair. So, what if he not? Yeah, he fucking cut massive to volley into his own net. <laughs> what a finish, though. What a man. It was a hell of a finish. When I, when I saw, I said I didn't see the game and I saw a massive own goal, I, was like, I could actually picture it just looking like that. I actually thought it'd be, you know, like Colo Torre did that one at um, Fulham. In, in like, the, <laughs> that's what I thought. That's just what I imagined in my head. He's going to loop this over Allison somehow, but yeah. Mm. Right. Anyway, um, Josh might be back next week. Lazy bastard. He's he's back from South Europe. For he's he'll be back um, to defend himself. He's he'll be back to defend him from here. For he, um, he's he's got the sniffles, unfortunately. So um, the actual top reds came off. And... He was in Eastern Europe recently, wasn't he? It could be the Black Plague. <laughs> <laughs> It, 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 was it you? Was it you? You, Shane, who put the tweet up about my assumption of where Slovenia was, and somebody was outraged. <laughs> <laughs> somebody was so outraged. Yeah, I, it, was, it, it was another Irishman who, like, actually, you know, we we teach geography in the schools over here, and just like we don't think it's. We don't, we don't think it's all one big British Empire. Oh, so I, I had to kind of jump in and just like clarify. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, I was, I was pushing the episode. It got the clicks, you know. We we we're like we're like Carragher. We we say what we have to to get the eyeballs. So yeah, PGM are well are going to be an Aria next next week. So um, we'll be back with the support pod for them. And apologies if I caused any offence to our Eastern European, non, not Slovenia, actually Eastern European listeners by uh, equating Eastern Europe with the Black Plague. So just want to get that out there. Oh, on, that note, on that note, uh, yeah, Josh might be back next week. <laughs> um, Black yeah. Josh, there's the, there's the episode title for him. What? Well, <laughs> Black Plague Josh? That, I mean, you could call him that just on his fucking, on his... Uh, his, his general negativity alone. So, yeah, let's make it yeah. stick. Yeah, no worries. Right. Well, it's been emotional. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Cheers, lads. Goodbye.